0: Hey everybody, what's going on? I'm your host Josh. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Fulfillment Podcast, where we discover a better you by finding fulfillment in life, relationships, and finance. In this episode, I want to talk about how to think like a 1%, how to think like the 1%ers out there. Um, this isn't not only in business. I know we always think about business, money, and all that stuff, but I do, uh, I do want to tie this into how can we be 1% thinkers in relationships too, because we provide value not only to the people that we work with, but we also provide value to the relationships that we have in our personal life and the relationships that we have uh, in, our, in our intimate life. Right. So there's, there's more than one way that we can come to the table and, and bring value to people. And the biggest thing that I think we gotta touch on when we're talking about this is we gotta talk about the proposition and the ability to bring value to people. Now, what does that mean? What, is, what does bringing value look like? Well, there's a couple different ways, but if you think about it, right? If you think about the people that you enjoy hanging out with, if you think about the books you read, the podcasts you listen to, uh, the radio stations, the songs, um, if, if you think about the, the TV shows and like all these things, right? All these things that go on in your life and what ones you enjoy and the ones you don't. What What's the difference between what makes you enjoy something and what makes something that you don't enjoy? It's typically right going to boil down to some sort of does it bring value to you? That can that value can be uh, monetary, it can be entertainment, it can be growth, it can be any one of those things, right? But it's typically going to bring you something in that aspect that's going to give you some sort of value. And when we start thinking at more than just uh, entertainment, and, you know, in podcasts and books, when we start thinking about things at a bigger picture. Um, about people that we're trying to attract into our lives, the relationships we're trying to attract, the, the jobs that we're trying to attract, right? The, the finances and the stability and stuff like that. Um, when you start thinking about those things, you start understanding a little bit differently on how can I bring value to people as opposed to I don't have this or I want that or something is missing in your life and instead of the missing concept, it's the, I have, or I can bring value. And that's how it comes. There's a, um, there's a thing that I say is people don't leave people that bring value to them. Right. And it it started with the concept of being in a relationship, right? People like a girl is not going to leave a guy that makes her a better person. If she is attracted to him, and he brings, well, I would even even back that up, but we'll, we'll stick with it for now. But like, if a girl is attracted to a guy and that guy makes her a better person, she is more likely to stay with him than not. Right. And the same is true vice versa, right? For a guy, if a girl makes him a better person and he is also attracted to her, right? There's two, I think there's two parts to that game. You have to be attracted to the person. Um, but if they also improve their life, their quality of life, the, the issues that they're dealing with, they help them solve them, get around them, right? If they're having family problems or if they're trying to, to figure out, you know, um, their jobs or improve on different things or uh, get in shape or do different things, right? And that, that person, that significant other can help them grow, right? They bring value to the person. Now, when relationships go sour is when that piece goes missing, And we talk about a lot of different things, but if you think about being able to bring value to somebody, and you can probably think back on some relationships that you've had, and different things that you've gone through, and maybe even relationships where somebody's broken up with you, you can think back to those things, and if you're being honest with yourself, think about it, and think, was there a point in which I was bringing value, or they were bringing value, and then all of a sudden that stopped, or that shifted, or that changed? Or maybe you're still in the relationship with the person and you can say, yeah, right? They, they do. They make me a better person. Nobody's going to leave somebody that makes them a better person. If you're also attracted to them, I think is a big piece of that. But even touching on that, I think with, with females, especially, right? Women, I think, can connect to guys more emotionally than physically. And that also says that if the guy brings value to a female, right, makes her a better person and continues to help her grow and continues to push her outside her comfort zones and continues to get her to a point where she is improving herself by being around him and being with him and he has that positive influence on her, she will not leave him. There's no need, right? There's no need to leave somebody that makes you better. You could be around the most attractive, sexiest person in the world and you're going to be like, I would I don't care because who I actually have is somebody that's making me a better person. And I wouldn't give that for the world, right? It it becomes this very powerful attraction force that is almost inseparable because it doesn't, it doesn't matter about looking at someone else because they haven't done anything to help you grow, right? They haven't provided you any value in your life, especially at you know, an emotional on an intimate level. And the person that you're with has, so they've got that massive leg up, which means you'll never let go until that would shift, right? I can think back to previous relationships um, that I've had, and that has been the case, right? When I think about this, when I say you you will not leave somebody that makes you a better person, uh, when you think that, right? And when I think back on that, that is true in my past relationships, which is very, very, very interesting to think about. Now, I think some people do suffer and they do um, push through or not push through, but they, they do deal with things because maybe they're not strong enough. Right. When I think back to my marriage, right, I wasn't strong enough to get out. It wasn't uh, I wasn't being improved. I wasn't doing anything better. But um, it did get to a point where I stagnated. And when I stopped doing things for her. Right. That's when she got promiscuous and started doing other things. So that does lend credence to it. Now I was weak at the time and wasn't able to break off the relationship. So I did suffer through it, regardless of her not, you know, fulfilling those two key concepts. But, um, I was not happy, right? That doesn't mean it's a happy relationship. So I was more or less willing to leave. Uh, but I, but I stayed with it anyway, if that makes any sense. And that, that can be true, right? That can be true. I'm a testimony to that. It can be true, but it it is not happy. If we're talking about happy relationships a happy relationship. Somebody will not leave a happy relationship when the other person provides value and helps them grow and become a better person regularly, right? So when it's very interesting, because when we think about that, it starts clearing up a lot. And if you let that settle in, I think it'll make a lot of sense to you, right? When you think about the people that you're around uh, socially, right, the friends in your friend group, who are the people you enjoy being around the most? Is probably the people that are more positive, right? You probably enjoy being around people that are positive instead of people that are negative. You probably enjoy being around people that can see the good in things and help you get through them than people that uh, are constantly adding problems to your plate and dragging you down, right? And you probably enjoy people that get out, do stuff, take you along, like help you get outside your comfort zone and experience new things, right? Like travel and exploring and all that. Then somebody that's sitting on the couch not doing anything, you know, stagnant, right? And that's interesting, right? It's it's on the same line because they're doing the same thing, right? They're helping you grow. They're helping you experience new things, get outside your comfort zone, um, try stuff that you wouldn't have tried without them, right? Those are people that you want to be around. So when you start thinking about your friend group and your circle uh, and the people that you interact with, those people, right, try and do it. So when you start shrinking your circle and you start, you know, keeping only key people in your life, go through and see, does this person do anything to improve me? And you're not, by doing this, you're not being selfish. Get, get over that fact. One, who cares? Two, you're not being selfish because what because what you're doing is you're prioritizing the people that actually do matter to you. The people that are helping you grow, you're prioritizing your energy for them instead of dispersing it amongst all these people, some of which don't do anything for you and some of which do, right? So you're almost being self more selfless. By cutting out the people that aren't doing anything to help you and giving your time and energy back to the people that do, and only those people, right? So start going through. I mean, what I do is I go through my feed, and anytime something pops up from somebody that I'm like, holy smokes, I'm still friends with you? Like, what? Like, I I haven't talked to you. I don't even know what's going on in your life other than some pictures and posts you put up every now and then. Like, I don't know anything about you anymore. It's it's an unfollow or an unfriend or whatever, right? You you get rid of them and you you remove them from your life because they're they're not doing anything to help you. They may they may not be hurting you, but they're not doing anything to help you. And I always say if you're not growing, you're dying. So you got to keep people that are gonna continue to help you grow in your life. So be somebody when you when you flip the table too, right? When you think about the other perspective and trying to attract high value people, high value people. Boy, words are hard sometimes. Um, when you start trying to attract high value people in your life and you start trying to improve the, the community and the relationships and the experiences that you have with the people, right? Or if you're trying to attract um, a significant other, right? Somebody else that you want and you want them to be high value. What that means is they provide a high amount of value in your life. And in order to do that, right, if you want to attract somebody that's high value, you have to be high value, right? You attract what you are, not what you want. So how do you do that? How do you shift yourself into this high value state? How do you, you, know, how do, how do you become somebody that is high value? Well, in order to do that, you've got to become high value. In order to become high value, you have to provide value, right? You have to provide value to people. You want You want that person to do that for you. This this unknown person that you don't know you haven't met yet but you want to attract them into your life. How do you do that? Well, start providing value for people. Start finding ways that you can improve. Right? There's a uh, there's a quote I read I think on Instagram one of the posts and it talked about how uh, it said something along along the lines of if you see an opportunity an opportunity to do something good, do it. Take it. Be because it's the the universe's, um, answer to someone else's prayer. So take those opportunities to improve other people's life. That's adding value to other people. You may see no reciprocation and that's not, none of this is even about that. It's about providing value to other people because when you do that, you are becoming a higher value yourself, right? When you start doing things, it doesn't mean you're not getting monetized. It doesn't mean this or that. No matter what you do, if it's monetized or not monetized, it's doing it to provide value to other people because you're looking to attract that same thing into your life. And I know I always talk relationships, but this can be true across the board, right? When we think about friends, when we think about relatives, when we think about, um, businesses, when we think about, um, employees, when we think about bosses, right? When we think about the people that we want to attract that the high value people, right? The same thing is true for those people. If you want a high value boss, be a high value employee, you'll find yourself around those people. And if that boss isn't being that way, right? And your boss is set in stone, right? And you're providing value, becoming that high value person. Well, what does the high value person do if they're around somebody that's low, low value, right? You're going to leave, you're going to get out of their life, right? You're going to remove yourself. So do that. Be open, be fluid to the changes and the possibilities that it means by shifting your vibration into high value, into that high energy, that high state, right? It's crazy. It's so crazy, but it's cool. It's so cool. I think it's so cool once you get to to the point where you can recognize and you can uh you can see how all this stuff kind of like ties in together. Be high value, start doing things that are high value, start removing things that aren't, and then you start getting yourself into this like this mindset and this like environment of nothing but high energy and then you just continue to grow and go that way. And don't ever think to don't ever think there's a there's a point where you're like, "Boom, I've achieved it. I'm there." Like I I I am high value. Like I've done it. It's not that way. I really encourage you guys to read um, that book, "The Infinite Game" by Simon Sinek. It's a, it's a very very interesting concept on the point of there are infinite games and there are finite games. Football is an example of a finite game. It, it has defined players, it has defined teams, it has defined rules, and it has defined end state. You know how to play the game. You know who's like what's going to happen, and there's a desired outcome at the end, right? Not everything. Most things that we talk about here on the show are are infinite games. And that's how this is, right? Becoming a high-value person is not a finite game. It's an infinite game. It continues to go. The goal of the game is to continue to play. The goal of growth is to continue to grow. You're not you're not ever going to get to the point where you're like, boom, hit it, done. I've achieved it. We made it. High five everybody. You know, you're not you're not going to get to that point. It's not it's not an election. You're not trying to get you're not, you're not trying to hit some achievement at the end of this you're you're constantly trying to grow you're just becoming better than who you were the day before the the month before the week before the the year before right you're just you're constantly improving on who you are um when you think about this in business terms right what does value look like in business so if you're if you're running a business if you're starting your own um if you're helping somebody else grow theirs right if you're an employee and you're helping someone else grow theirs what does it look like and how do you become one of those employees that are a high value employee or how do you become one of those businesses that brings a lot of value to someone else, right? How do you make yourself somebody that's not going to be let go that wants to uh, continue to grow and work with people? How do you, how do you become that? Well, there's, I think there's three uh, pretty important ways that you can do that and value to businesses, right? Value in the terms of finance, value equals money. If you can help them grow and if you can help them bring in more customers and more clients, close more deals, you're bringing value. If you can bring them time, if you can save them time, cut them costs, do those little little things, right? Bring them more time so that the owners and the managers and all that have more time to focus on bigger picture things, then you're providing value. And if you can help a business grow, if you can help a business get through some of the uh, tough sticking points that they're going through, maybe they can't figure out how to Uh, Increase their manufacturing or their distribution costs, right? Are too high, and they're they're trying to get through a certain spot. Um, Maybe the boss is running around like a chicken with a head cut off, and he can't figure out like uh, there's no way he can grow because he just cannot manage his time properly. Like he needs to be in too many places, and he can't figure out how to prioritize where he needs to be at different spots at different times, right? And he's just he doesn't have enough time. If you can bring him more time, right? If you can find a business owner where you can you can identify the percentage of clients that they're bringing in and you can increase that number, right? You can bring them in more revenue per month, then you're going to be bringing them more money. You're going to be providing them value, right? Um, so those, those are, I think are three very critical ways that you either as a business owner or an employee can grow and improve a business. And that, that, that takes you from being somebody that's average or just a a normal employee, to being somebody that's now on the promotion board, somebody that's getting looked at, somebody that's uh, being considered for for promotion on you know to new statuses, new levels, taking their business to the next level. Maybe you're looking at new deals, you're talking to new clients, right? You're talking to bigger clients, you're you're upping your costs and your prices of your services, right? When you start looking at the growth model that starts happening, when you start becoming a higher value business or a higher value employee then you can, you can start to see how this all kind of like ties together, right? You start thinking like a one percenter, you start becoming the one percenter and you start getting the things that that person at the one percent level, that high value person is, you're going to start seeing your life shift into that direction, right? It's super cool. I think it's super, super cool. You just got to be able to stay focused on that and stay shifted because that needs to become your new, uh, we call it the, the standard state or the base state. That that's where your mind goes back to naturally, right? You go back to that. I'm always thinking of of how I can add value to different things. I'm thinking of how I can increase money. I'm thinking of how I can close more deals. I'm thinking of how I can bring more time, how I can bring more growth, right? You're thinking of those things all the time. You're becoming that high value person to those key individuals that are looking at those things. Now let's shift into, um, let's shift into relationships, right? What does high value look like in relationships? And I know we talked about this a little bit. Earlier, but uh, what does it look like in a relationship to be a high value individual? Well, if you want to be something that's high value, it's sim, it's it's not quite similar. Um, it is in some ways, I guess, as businesses, but not not exactly. But uh, the first one I would say is growth, right? If you can be with somebody that can help the other person in the relationship grow, right? They they are having a hard time with uh, family issues. Maybe they're having a hard time dealing with certain stressors with different. Uh, Events in their life, right? They, they had a death in the family, or they're trying to figure out, you know, what path they need to take in this important decision that they've got going on, right? If you can help these different people grow in their life, you're going to make a significant change, and it's going to be hard for them to let you go, right? You're going to be adding value to them, so they're going to want to keep you around. You're going to be somebody that's going to be bringing a lot of value. I can say, um, obviously, this is all advice coming from a single guy, but uh, I have been married and I have been divorced, and I have dated people that I wasn't in love with, hence hence getting married, and then I did date people that I was in love with, right? Not people, it was, it was one person, but regardless, I, I have dated and loved, I have dated and not loved, I have been married and divorced, so I've gone through kind of this like mass spectrum, I don't have any kids or anything, so I, I get it, but I do, you know, stay in touch and stuff and I do communicate very closely. I think all this stuff really ties together. So let's, let's not get, um, don't get to the point where you're like, he doesn't understand. I think this all makes sense on every different level. You got to think of how this fits into your picture, but if you can have, right. So if you if there's something that's going on in your relationship that you feel isn't quite fulfilling, you feel like something's missing, you feel like something's not quite there. Take a step back and look at how you can provide value to the partner of yours in that relationship. If there's a way that you can bring in something to, or you can do something, right? Or you can help figure something out for your partner, you're going to be starting to add value to them. And it's, it's, it's going to shift the paradigm of the, the direction that things are going in that relationship. Um, I think this is really important when you start looking at dating. When uh, for those of you that are single out there, when you start looking at the way you date and the way you meet people, don't be focused on making a good impression. Don't be focused on uh, how good your hair looks or how nice your I don't know your tits or whatever your your eyelashes. Don't you don't don't worry about the makeup. Don't worry about the car you're driving. Don't worry about all these things. You know the place that you're eating, how big the bill is. You know don't don't worry about that stuff. That's none of that stuff's important. What what anybody wants, you can ask any girl out there. Anybody's got their shit together at least, um, or any guy out there that that is this right? You ask these high value people. You ask anybody out there what they want. They want somebody that's real to them, right? They want somebody that helps them grow and becomes better. When I go out on a date with somebody, I'm not I'm not evaluating how you know straight her hair is or how many earrings she's got in or you know how big her ass is. Like that that's not the important stuff. Like we're not talking about that, right? I'm not I'm not even I'm not even looking to see. What you got going on in your head, right? I'm not looking to see, well, I I am, but I'm not, what I'm trying to say is I'm not looking to see like, like what the, uh, what the things are you do for fun or what all that stuff. What I'm really trying to figure out is over the course of like what the whole first date is, is how can you help me grow? If you can help me grow, I know I'm going to like you and I'm going to want you in my life. As long as I'm attracted to you, right? It's it's not it's not, it's not that crazy, but the first thing's first, let's figure out if you're valuable to me because if if you can be valued to me and I can be valued to you, then we can have this symbiotic relationship to where we build an attraction, right? Attraction can build from that. If you can if you can both help each other grow, then there's there's something there, right? There's there's potential there because if it's if it's only physical, then then it can die, right? You can you can have that physical connection, that physical attraction, but then at some point, it's going to wither away and things will fade off, and you don't want that, right? You want to be some, with somebody that's got the mental capacity and the stability to be able to help you grow and become someone better. And if you can both do that for each other, then there's potential for a a, a strong relationship and the physical piece can be added later. So whenever I'm sitting down with somebody, I'm always trying to figure out what is it that you can do to me. And it sounds super selfish, right? That sounds really, really selfish thing to do. Like Josh, pretty fucking shallow. Yeah, got it, right? Sounds that way. But you dig a little deeper and you figure out if I get into a relationship with somebody that I know isn't going to bring me any value, but I get into a relationship with her anyway because maybe I'm physically attracted to her. And it goes sour and I don't enjoy it. And then all of a sudden, you know, a year goes by and then I'm like, all right, we're done. What was more selfish there? It was probably the second answer, right? I think that's a unanimous decision. Like it's, it doesn't take a whole jury to vote on that one. We all got that figured out, right? By me wasting someone's time, that's going to be far more selfish than if I just were to cut the ties at the beginning because I looked at it as what can you do for me? And I, maybe that maybe that's a yeah, maybe a harsh way of saying it, but it's it's not so much of what you can do for me, but how can you bring me value? Because I I'm looking at the situation in the same way, right? Am I am I a high value enough person that I can bring you value? And if I'm ensuring that I can do that, then I definitely want that from you, and because that's what I know is going to make someone happy. I know that's what's going to bring happiness to them. Is if I'm constantly improving, if I'm making you think. Right, if I can make you think a little differently, if I can get you to open up, if I can get you to be vulnerable, right, if we can get these things flowing, if we can get ourselves thinking together, right, we can grow together. I can be high value, can date high value. We can build this empire together, and we can grow and, and we can we can be we can be very very happy together with that, right. And uh, if you guys think about oh, what was it, there was a one show I think it's like Love is Blind or something or Blind Love, um, whatever it was on it was on Netflix. I know a whole bunch of people watched it. I watched a few episodes too. But regardless, if you watch that show, we'll just call it Love is Blind. Um, I think that's what it is. If you watch Love is Blind, it's based on the concept of you don't have the physical... They remove the physical attraction, right? Because you can't see. You have to like talk through walls and stuff. You remove the physical attraction and you just communicate for... I don't know, until you... It's, it's weird, but you have to propose in order to get out, I think, um, before you can actually see the person. So regardless, they move the physical attraction. The whole point of the show, they move, remove physical and see if you can just fall in love... Uh, just through communication, right? Just through communicating, and what that demonstrates is that bringing value to somebody is important. It has to be important. That is that is absolutely a critical key component to falling in love. The other part of it is the physical attraction, because as you can tell, as the show goes on, people fall out of love because they're like, "Oh, like you're not who I thought you were," you know. So there there are very critically two pieces to the pie. Um, the the physical piece, well, it may be one that's definitely not i think the most important piece um, but it but it definitely is one so so growth how can you provide value in relationships let's get back to this the first way is through growth the second way right the next way is through attraction and intimacy right so being able to be attracted to somebody that that falls back on my uh, my door theory con- concept whereas if you are imagine two people standing on either side of a door so somebody somebody walks up to the other person's house right And you're both standing on opposite sides of the door. The person that's inside opens the door. The second they open that door, there's some sort... There is a split second. I'm talking snap of the fingers decision that is made inside of each head, inside of each person's head, as soon as they see the other person. Immediately, right? And it's purely based on physical attraction and the looks that you see on each other. But within that first split second, there is a subconscious decision that is made inside of each person's head that says, yes, I would really like to dig in and see if this person is worth it or no, either turn around and walk away or no, I'm not interested to see if this is going to go anywhere. I already know this isn't somebody I want to be with because I'm not attracted to them. Right. And that's called door theory. So I think attraction and intimacy is a very important piece to this. All right, it's a very important part to the whole thing. So that's that's another way you can provide value to somebody in a relationship, is working out, staying in shape, um, being somebody that takes care, right? Good hygiene. Maybe you have a, a clean and tidy place, right? Maybe you pick up and you take care of things, and you you know you are attractive in your cleanliness. Um, maybe you can cook and clean and do things for them, right? That's also attractive, and that that builds intimacy right these are all ways that you can do these and this this is true not just not just in the dating scene you can also be in a relationship for those of you that are married or in relationships this is also a way to add value to somebody while you're in a relationship right think about the things you can do to be attractive in the relationship right there's there's ways you can go about it and it's not just set on one side and in the third one we'll go to so the second one is attraction and intimacy the third one is vulnerability being able to be vulnerable and get the other person to do the same thing adds value to a conversation or adds value, not to a conversation, but to a relationship, right? Who are your good friends, right? Your best friends. We'll, we'll take a step back from the romantic side and we'll, we'll go to friendships. If you look at who your best friends are, right? Your, your closest friends, what's something different about them from just an acquaintance you have on the street? They probably know a heck of a lot more about you than somebody that you just met. Somebody you just walk past, right? Why is that? Well, you're more vulnerable with them. You can open up to them. That's why, guess what? They're probably still your friend, right? If you can be open with somebody and connect with somebody and uh, and share things with them, you're being vulnerable, right? They're They're adding value. You like them in your life. They're a friend. We're calling friends, people that you enjoy being around, right? People that you like. They add value to your life because you can you can be open with them. You can share with them, right? You like being around them. What what value do they add? Well, you feel like you can be vulnerable. You feel like you can open up to them. You feel like you can get shit off your chest, right? You're being vulnerable. They can help you grow. Those are all critical things. When you start looking at romantic relationships, you can add the attraction piece in there, too. Hopefully, you're not like attracted to your friends, but... Um, I think that's one thing that changes when you get into a romantic relationship is you're actually physically attracted and, uh, and you're intimate with them, right? That's the difference with friendships and relationships, romantic relationships. Um, but the vulnerability being the critical three third component is, is really important because you have to be able to open up to the person and it's not a, uh, it's not a very shallow opening up. It's not a, Here's me spilling the beans and getting everything off my chest and all that because not everybody does that in a way that really opens up your true heart, that shows the interior of who you are, right? You'll know when you do that because you'll feel like there's a huge weight that's been lifted off your chest. If you're holding on to something and there's something you're not saying or there's something you're not, you're not speaking or you're not getting off your chest and telling them, you're going to know that because you're not going to feel like you're freed, but with your, if you're with somebody that you could truly open up with and you're actually being vulnerable and you're actually sharing things with them, like deep, personal, intimate things with them, you're going to feel that vulnerability with them. And that's going to create a different level of attraction than it would with somebody that doesn't have that. If you don't have that with somebody, it's going to be a different relationship than somebody that you do. And that's why that third thing has, is the vulnerability piece. So going back over the three things for the relationship, it's the growth. You can add value in a relationship by helping somebody grow and improve who they are and encouraging them to do better and getting them, you know, out of a habit and a lifestyle that they don't enjoy but are stuck in and getting into them, getting them into one and supporting them in a relationship and a lifestyle that they do enjoy that improves who they are that makes them a better person. You can add value by attraction and intimacy right you can you can you can cook for them you can clean for them you can work out right you can do these things that add attraction to the relationship and the third one is the vulnerability you have that specific thing that you guys can talk about and you guys can share together that you can't do with anybody else and that's the the three critical components to how you can add value to a relationship i think it's very interesting because Sometimes I think girls can find these attractions, these things without having the attraction piece there, the attraction intimacy piece, just having the growth and the vulnerability. I think females are much better at finding a relationship and developing love based on those two components without having the attraction there. I think a girl can do more with a guy who has those two pieces and maybe missing attraction than a guy that just has the attraction. And any girl that's listening, you're probably raising your hand and shouting, hell yeah. Because that's it's important, right? That is a critical piece, especially for females. That is very, very critical that they have, that a guy has the ability to help them grow and they can be vulnerable and open with them and not feel judged. Or like they're going to lose their mind or that the guy's going to get pissed off with them, right? While guys may have the same thing, I think it's very, very strong and it's a lot stronger for females more so than, than the guys. Guys definitely have a stronger desire and a stronger urge to have that physical attraction. I'm not saying girls don't, right? Girls definitely do. But guys I think have it a lot stronger than what the females do. Interesting things to think about, right? So if you're girls, that's those are the three things. You may put them in different orders on what's important to you. But I, I would equally distribute those across the board and just give that something to chew on. Girls find so guys that's good news for you, right? If you're going out if you're a single guy and you're trying to go on a date, you may not be the most attractive looking dude out there right? You may look like you got hit by a dump truck, but good news. That's not the most important thing for girls. Get out there and help them grow. Help them get over some things that are problems for them, right? And that doesn't mean solve all their problems. Sometimes that just means listening. They need someone to vent to, and you just got to be a listening ear and you can help them grow and you can help them get past that, right? And you can, you can offer your guidance. You can offer your shoulder. You can offer, you know, your shoulder to cry on. Sometimes it's all a girl's looking for. She's just looking for somebody to listen and hear her that helps her be vulnerable, right? That's what they want. That's what they're looking for. Watch the movie Hitch, right? That main character guy falls in love with that uh, the very attractive female, and he is, he is not the most attractive man in the world, right? He's also not in shape or anything like that. And Kevin, uh, nope, not Kevin Hart. Not even going to say that. But uh, I, I will not try celebrity names. But he is not the most attractive dude in the world. But guess what? He helps her break out of the shell, and he helps her grow, and she all of a sudden becomes vulnerable with him. And she falls in love with him and then finds him attractive afterwards. Whereas for him, it's totally opposite. He finds her super attractive. And then he's like, she's also an awesome girl. And she does a lot of this and she does that. Right. He finds the attraction as the first component and then the rest goes in. So good news for you guys. You don't have to look like uh, Ryan Reynolds out there to be attracting a female. You can just provide value and be that high quality guy. And then you're going to attract those same girls in your life. Um, I will say when girls get to the point, I, I think this is very, very true with females again. Girls will, because it, it's a good example because it happens to guys a lot. It, it does happen to girls, but it happens to guys a lot. But being put in the friend zone, when you're put in the friend zone, what happens is this concept of bringing value to somebody stops or it does, or it never starts in the first place. So if somebody puts you in the friend zone, think about this and think Am I bringing value to this person in their life in one of those three ways, in growth, attraction, or vulnerability? Am I allowing these three things to happen in their life? And if you're not, you're being friend-zoned. And that that could be why, right? That's a very strong reason as to why you're being put in the friend zone. It's because you're not bringing value to the relationship. Um, flip the table across and look at the way you've put people in friend zones before, right? If you are If you're somebody that's high value, right? You see yourself as a high-value person which means you know what you want and you're not willing to sacrifice and settle for anything less. If you're a high value person, look at those people that you have put in the friend zone. Like Look at the girls that you put or the guys that you put in the friend zone and see if they provided value to you. Chances are they didn't. And I can tell you that's true for me. There's, there's girls that I've friend zoned. Um, you go out on a date, right? And there's nothing that comes out of it. You're like, okay, uh, I I don't really see this going anywhere, um, but I appreciate it. It was fun hanging out. It was fun getting to meet you. It was really cool. It was a good time, but I don't see this going anywhere from here. You know, it it was nice to meet you. Thanks. I'll talk to you later. Right? And it goes, we go separate directions. Well, typically what it is is I don't see that girl as adding any value to me in my life. She's not somebody that is going to make me better. So I don't want to spend more time with her, right? I only, I'm a high value person. I want to spend time with high value people. I want to spend time with people that can make me think people that can help me grow. Growth is very important to me, right? As it is with anybody else that sees himself as a high value person. You want to be around somebody that can help you grow. So do that for someone else. Most critical way that you can do that. So think about that. When you think of friend zone, friends, it's, it's it's funny because when I started thinking like, oh, shit, like I've been putting people in the friend zone. This is actually a really big reason. Like, this is why. This is the, I hit it. Like, nail on the head. I hit it. This is it. I put people in the friend zone because they're not bringing value to me in my life. And that's, it's, it's, it's a crazy because you start cracking these little codes here and there. And you start like, it almost becomes a science. You're like, well, I can, I can narrow this down right away, right? You can figure out within a drink. I like to I like to put drinks on them instead of timelines because I enjoy my enjoy my beer, or margarita, or whatever it is I'm drinking. But I like to put like to put that out there because when you start seeing that right, you can figure out talking to somebody. You can figure out okay, do you have your shit together? A, B, can you do anything for me? Like, are you capable of helping me grow in my life? I can usually figure that out pretty quickly, probably in the first five or ten minutes just by asking them some questions and, and getting to get them to talk and hear a little bit about them, right? You can figure out if there's somebody that's going to be able to help you grow and add some value to your life right away, very quickly. And then that's cool because you don't have to waste anybody's time, right? You're not being selfish. You're being selfless. You're not wasting either of your time and you're allowing more time to dedicate to the people that deserve it. So do that when you go out there. I hope this helps guys. I hope I'm able to open your guys' eyes up a little bit more to the things that are important to you. Uh, like always, feel free to go on Instagram send us some feedback, DMs on at uh, fulfillment underscore podcast. That's the best way to get a hold of me. Send us some DMs there. Other than that, follow us on all your podcasting platforms. Be sure to like and subscribe if you're on YouTube and share this with anybody else that you think needs to hear us. It's, to stop. it's very important. Thanks for tuning in, guys. See you in the next episode. See ya.